Good morning. Well, this morning we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. And, and this is the lectionary passage for uh, this Thursday for Thanksgiving. Uh, but this Sunday is also uh, Christ the King Sunday, the Sunday before Advent beginning. So I want us to look at this passage from Matthew chapter 6. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of your life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we praise you and thank you as always for the gift of your word, the truth that it speaks, and we just invite your spirit to be among us, and may you Speak to us, and may all that is said be for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this passage, you know, maybe it's familiar to us. I know me, when I, when I read it, especially if I, just, if I just read this passage alone, it, it can somewhat be comforting. You know, a reminder about not worrying, don't worry about tomorrow. And, and the beautiful idea that is. But then it also can be fairly convicting because I'll be confronted with the fact that, but, but I still kind of worry some. I can worry, and worry happens and can be anxious at times. Well, then if you keep thinking about it, there's, you can kind of overthink the, the thing. And uh, we'll look at that in a moment. But you know, I want us to also always remember to keep the passage in its context. That, you know, this, this passage, what's being said here by Jesus, is not general advice to all the people of the world. Why, it's not bad advice. You know, don't worry about tomorrow. It makes a lot of sense. We put it on, you know, coffee mugs, or we may put it all over the place. And certainly it's pretty good advice. But that's not the context. He's not giving general advice to the world. You have to remember Matthew the context of Matthew, writing this to a church. It is written to believers who are struggling, who are questioning. But even in the context, this is the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is preaching and teaching his disciples, his followers. And this is right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. So you have to keep that context in mind. And, you, and just, you know, 
to be aware of the Sermon on the Mount. It begins with the Beatitudes. You know, blessed or, or joyful is the word. Blessed or joyful are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those who are poor in spirit, who mourn. I mean, he basically takes, you know, what, what the world would say makes for joy and kind of turns it upside down. Makes a different argument. And he's, and he's sharing out a, a process of growth and discipleship in that beginning. We, we're not going to preach the Beatitudes right now. But then he goes on to talk about, you know, salt and being salt of the earth and light of the world. And, and then he says things that are pretty difficult. Things like, you know, you've heard it said not to commit adultery, but don't even look at someone with lust. You've, you've heard it said not to commit murder, but don't even be angry with someone. Some things that are really tough, and, and that's how this sermon goes. There's things that are difficult that step on our toes. And then you get this passage right in the middle. And then he keeps saying some stuff that's, that's difficult, and he will end it. He ends it with not everyone who calls, who says, Lord, Lord. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But those who do the will of my Father who's in heaven. Those who hear these words of mine, this sermon, and act on them will be like building your house on a solid foundation. And if you don't act on them, it's, it's like sand. And to call him Lord and to want to do what he says do. When this sermon is some tough stuff, it's things that t- steps on. There's encouraging, beautiful things in it. There's things that step on our toes that make us feel uncomfortable. So here, right in the middle... And he's talked about right before this, not, not worrying about money. I mean, not storing up treasures in heaven and that you can't serve two masters. And here he says, now, don't worry. That's one of the things that, that, that makes us you know, store up treasures in the wrong place is often worry and anxiety. So that's the context. And it's written to Christians. Not just the general public. And then if you began to look at it and think about it, as I said, you can overthink it. I said that in the beginning. Because if I start looking at this passage and thinking, oh, the, he mentions the birds of the air. And, you know, the birds of the air will are taken care of and fed. And Well, yeah, that's true. But then you also think about, you know, the birds have, you know, they have to prepare nests. They, 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 there's, there's things that they need to do. And sometimes a bird, you know, gets eaten by a hawk. It doesn't always work out perfect for the bird. But that, it's, it's, Jesus isn't saying, just don't worry about anything. I'm going to take care of all of it. He's actually already said difficult things are going to happen. That last beatitude, if you read the beatitudes in the beginning, is blessed are those who are persecuted. That you're going to be persecuted and struggle and difficulty is going to happen. So it's not this idea of just don't, hey, just don't worry about it, God. It's all going to be good. So what is, what is the point? Well, along with the whole sermon, it, it is a call to move away from what, from the Beatitudes all the way to the end, a call to move away from what the culture or the world that, that we live in deems to be most important and to shift towards the kingdom of God, the lordship of Christ. 
following where he leads, doing what he says, and, and, and doing that. And that's sometimes difficult. What often makes it difficult for us is we will be confronted with how we messed up yesterday. And it will consume us. I think it's also why Scripture says God's mercy is new every morning. And the other thing that makes us difficult is what is it going to cost us? What's going to happen in the future? What's what, this worrying about tomorrow? So we get this beautiful passage right here in the middle. Inviting us to don't worry about tomorrow. Because you, if you think about the birds, if you think about Jesus standing there with a the crowd, with followers, with his disciples, it says that he's teaching this to disciples, to followers, and, and the birds are flying around. Maybe birds are, are, are singing. If you get up in the morning, I try to get up in the morning and go on a run, and often you can hear the birds singing. Or If you're ever out on a beautiful day and you see the birds flying, the point is, it appears. Now, we don't know what actually, we, we don't know what birds are thinking. But it appears as birds fly in the air that they're not focused on tomorrow. And they're not pining over yesterday. That here, Jesus is reminding us, you're not saying it's all going to work out perfect. Read the whole sermon. But he is saying, how you make it through is one day at a time. One day at a time. And how true that is. And he begins it with by, by saying, who's blessed and the blessedness. And we said that's like, it's joy. That joy is, is where it's different than happiness, not connected to events, but that deeper thing that often gets you through the difficult times. So the, maintaining that joy even in the midst of the mourning and the loss that is talked about at the very beginning with a focus on the lordship of Christ and the kingdom how does that happen well if you look at the data and this is the research that's done on people that are really joyful and joyful people that maintain the joy one of the things that's the top of the list for people that are joyful in the, in the research is gratitude they're grateful they're grateful people and, and sometimes that's that's hard to cultivate but actually if you read the data it is and it says people that are really joyful that cultivate that they do things that, that sometimes some people may seem as odd they will keep gratefulness journals meaning every day write what they are grateful for. Every morning, wake up with gratefulness and thanking God for the, what they're what they're grateful for, or in the moment. And I am not the master of this. Sometimes I can get caught up in having fixed problems or what I'm thinking is. But I, I try. I'm trying. I tried, you know, for years moving in this direction of getting better. Of just pausing and. If you're riding in your car or in my office or with people, just step aside and actually out loud say and pray what you're grateful for. If something's going bad, you're, you're 
about to head to a difficult meeting and just pause and audibly say, but I'm grateful for my, my family, my wife, my kids. I had food this morning. I'm grateful for salvation, most of all for relationship with God. I am, I am grateful, grateful that I woke up this morning. The simple things to be grateful in is where that data suggests that joy is cultivated. One of the other things that it, it talks about in the data, the research around this, is people that have been through horrible loss and significant trauma, um, you know, genocide and, and, and just loss of, of all kinds of just trauma and difficulty and loss. The things that get them through that, The research suggests that the memories that become sacred, that help them get through the traumatic event, people that have been prisoner of war, whatever the difficulty or struggle, what becomes sacred and gets them through are the ordinary moments. The memories of the ordinary everyday things, the, the simple occurrences, the simple blessings, the, the simple things with, with family, the remembering of, of simple times with friends or the ordinary conversation or the ordinary things. So where I'm going with all of this, Jesus wants to cultivate that in us. But it never changes the truth. The truth, the target, the goal is to trust and obey. I've said that before, and that's the essence of the sermon. And, and how you enter the kingdom, how you experience it is doing what Jesus says do, and it's not always easy. And sometimes it steps on our toes. Sometimes it points out how we need to repent and change, and we get that gift. And, and mercy is new every morning. Like the birds, we don't need to live in yesterday's failure and let it consume us and destroy us. Confess, repent, make it right where you can, and And we also don't need to live in fear of tomorrow's loss. It's one of the things that shows that, that people do. The, the moment you're, you're in an event and, and something that is wonderful or a, a time with your family or with your kids or with friends or just enjoying nature, something that, that we're almost reluctant to fully embrace the gratitude for it of how wonderful this is, how great this is, because like most people, we, we, we don't want to admit it, but most people, we have a tendency to run to think about when we're going to lose it. But if I really admit the, the joy of this moment, maybe with my, my family, well, there's going to be a day they're going to, my kids are going to move out. Or what if I lose one of them? What if some tragic event happens? If we're experiencing some wonderful moment, but, but, but what about when it's gone? like the birds of the air, living in the moment. Because the other piece of the data that shows the thing that blocks gratitude and joy in our lives 
in the research is fear. Is fear and worry. Worry, fear about tomorrow, fear about the future, fear about the past is our fear. Fear of what it might cost us, what we might lose. So right here in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus gives some beautiful, some difficult, and some wonderfully focused things about the kingdom. And if we focus on that, the other stuff will come into, come into place. If we focus on, yes, we do need to be aware of where we need to let the Spirit change us, where we need to repent and change, bring our lives in line with, with what God is doing to follow where he leads. But you can't let it destroy you. The failures of yesterday... Today's a new day. His mercy is new. You get a new opportunity to, to do it differently. And you can't just live in the worry of tomorrow. You'll never, never experience it. And, and the other piece is it's about the ordinary moments. Sometimes we can read scripture. Sometimes I preach about how we need to... You know, be part of this bigger thing of the kingdom and what we can do. And sometimes it, it leads us to think, well, we better, we better do something big. And, and yes, if God's laid on your heart to do something big, you know, give everything up and, and move to be a missionary or to come do something amazingly significant, start a nonprofit, but yes. But often it's in the ordinary moments, the little, the little things during the day. The encouraging word to a coworker. The moment spent with a, a child to bring support and encouragement. Teachable moments with someone else. The pause to just reach out and care for a friend. A phone call. The ordinary moments can be so transformational. And what get us through the difficult times. And here Jesus is reminding us. Do not miss them. And it's in those ordinary moments we can be open to the voice of the Spirit and how God may want to work, how the kingdom is a part of it, and focusing on the kingdom in the midst of those ordinary moments. And then we think about the flowers in the field that he talks about and their beauty. Comparing them to to, you know, Solomon wasn't dressed as beautiful. And, and I've seen pictures of wildflowers in, in Israel and Palestine area. And, they, you know, they're, they're beautiful, all different kinds. And some of them have very short growing seasons. Some, some of their growing seasons are as short as a day. But they're beautiful. But one of the other pieces about the, the flowers and the grass and the things in the ancient world, when it began to, to dry up, when the season was over, you used it. You grabbed it. And you would use it to, to stoke your fire, to help get your fire going, to feed your family, to keep it warm. See, the idea, you don't, don't not enjoy the beauty of the flowers because you, you want them to dry up so you can burn them. You enjoy the beauty in the moment. But when the beauty of that moment of the flowers is over, then, then yes, take them and use them and burn Burn them in the fire to heat your fire and, and to feed your family. Because, see, the hope is, our faith is, that the flowers will come back next year. 
And ultimately, that's always the target. That's the goal of this focus on the kingdom. Don't miss the ordinary moments, the moments the kingdom breaks in in the little things each day. Don't be scared to enjoy them because we're so frustrated about what happened yesterday or so worried about what may happen tomorrow. Yes, you need to work hard. You need to have a plan. He's not saying give up. But don't miss the moment. Because, you see, the truth is, it is always to cultivate faith, to trust Jesus, to, to have faith. We have said that over and over and over for weeks. Uh, that's really the goal of the whole thing, to trust God and have faith. And, see, the opposite of faith, people often think, is doubt. The doubt is the opposite of faith. But actually, faith and doubt go hand in hand. If there's not some room for doubt, you really can't have faith because faith is it's, it's believing what you can't see. It's, so if there's not some doubt there, there, I don't know that there can be faith cultivated. That's not really the opposite of doubt. The opposite of doubt is certainty. And it is our fear of what is uncertain that can get in the way of our gratitude, our joy, our moments where the kingdom can break in and, and transform us and work in the world. And the truth is, we live lives full of uncertainty. And Jesus is here reminding us, in the middle of this sermon, that has beautiful, wonderful things all through it, but right in the middle, reminding us that don't meet that uncertainty with worry. He wants to cultivate faith. And where faith is, is cultivated and strengthened, it can bring gratitude in the midst of the moment that gets us through the difficulty. That embracing the ordinary moments where the kingdom can break in. Those are the things that, that matter. Focusing on increasing our faith. Trusting Christ. It's not that everything will work out the way we want it, but ultimately we know that there is a future, that there is an eternity and the flowers will bloom again. Do not miss where God may be working in the moment over the uncertainty of, of yesterday or tomorrow. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we praise you and thank you for how you speak such truth to us. We acknowledge that it is difficult to live out, that we can be bound in worry and anxiety. May you cultivate in us the gratitude. Help us to take the steps of just being grateful, experiencing and living in the moment. what gets us through seeking you in the midst of ordinary everyday occurrences and conversations that's where the kingdom can be found so often so help us to respond in whatever ways the spirit is leading us in Jesus name we pray amen happy thanksgiving <laughs>